0: Now live from Dick's Wings on the north side, Compton & Company. Brought to you by Williams & Rowe and Barber & Associates on
1: 1010XL. Here's your host, Ron Compton.
0: You know, it's going to roll out with good evening, but no, it's not good evening. It's been a while since we've done Saturday Radio, but we are here. It is Compton & Company. Chuck's not here. Chuck's not here today. When did I produce her? Magic Matt LeVay is here. Mixing it up a little He's bit. Mixing it, things up a I little know. bit, that's right. And we got Ralph's brother, Rob Machio producing the show.
2: What's that's up, right. fellas? How's hey, it going, on, guys? Rob?
0: Good, how are you doing, man?
2: Good, good, good. Let's have a great show.
0: We are going to try. Yeah, we, <laughs> that's all we can do. You and Matt man, have to carry this for me, you know. I'll, I'll mill <laughs> things in, you know. We got but it. it uh, we're a Dick Swings to the north side, t- 12 until 2 o'clock. Glad to have you along with us. six four one ten, ten. we will open up the... Phone lines, text lines, there's a, a ton to talk about. We have title games tomorrow, Matt. It just—it's unfortunate that, that the Jacksonville Jaguars are not in one of the two, and boy, how close they were. Um, it was funny with, with myself as both the Jags and and, and Cowboys fans. The the feeling is—it couldn't be any more of a 180 than I feel about the the, the two losses. You know, you, they both suck, right? I mean, it's terrible because. When you look back at the Jags game, you look at all the small things, the, the opportunities that, that they missed. Whether it's the, uh, you know, having a hobbled Patrick Mahomes, you know, throw jump passes off his left foot, have his left foot when his right when his right ankle is you know broken, damn near right, or if it's 86 year old Chad Henney you know, marching down 98 yards for the the longest touchdown drive in Chiefs postseason history. Or if it's who would have been the MVP of the game, Jamal Agnew, putting the ball on the carpet four or five plays after, he almost took one of the house on the, the kickoff. I mean, Matt.
3: I mean, you nailed it on the head, Ron. There were so many chances for the Jags to win that game. They had plenty oh, of opportunities, God, and that's what kills you the most about yeah. it. And it doesn't take away from the season that they've had. They've had an incredible run this season to be able to win all those games at the end of the year, to even make the yep. postseason, to put themselves in that position. That's fantastic. And, and when we look back on that maybe a month from now, like that's going to be amazing. And There's so much to look forward to next year. Yep. But the plays were oh, there man. on Saturday. They were there. They had so many plays there, and it still stings in the moment. Knowing that they could have easily taken uh, down the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. at Arrowhead.
0: the drop pass by Christian Kirk inside the ten yard line. Now they get they got three out of that possession, but still, my gosh, man, the the uh, again the the drop interception off a tip pass.
3: That was big. That was huge. That, that halts the drive right there. Henny doesn't oh, yeah. even go ninety eight yeah, yards uh, on that drive uh, if you stop them right there.
0: Well, what what you know bothered me a bit. And I always say that the uh, the. The smartest guys on a football team, your quarterbacks and your center, right? And since Chad Henney, again, he's he's 100, right? 100. He's been in the league since, like, before I was born. That's a long time ago. I was born in 1971, man. I mean, he's been in the league since, like, 64, I think. He's been around a while. He's smart, right? Extremely smart. But he's been checked down, Chad, since he came into the league. So what should you not do against a guy that always checks it down? You don't blitz him. Don't blitz him. So what did he do on on that drive? Every time the Jaguars brought pressure, he threw it to the void in that defense. He just That's all he right did. Off. He
1: Absolutely. Just,
0: but when they played coverage and rushed three or four, he couldn't complete passes. I think, why are you bringing pressure? It should have been a complete opposite approach as to what they did with Mahomes. Absolutely,
3: because you look back on the second half when Patrick Mahomes came back, they wrapped him up, they got him good to go that second half. That's when you want to bring the pressure on a guy yeah. that's hobbling on one leg. You got a backup yep. quarterback in there, man. Drop yep. however many you need back there, yep. trust your three to try to go get him and yep. don't give him any opportunities to check it down. And they let Chad Henny do that. And I mean props to Pacheco too. What a heck of a forty yard run there yeah. Set him up for that. And, touchdown. They, and they had
0: him him in the backfield and boy, once he got out of that and hit that left that left sideline away he went. And uh but man, I mean, but uh look, uh credit Mahomes and company, man, really, really that offensive line. Because after the pressure early, when Mahomes went down, from that point, the rest of the game, they didn't get any, they didn't get either quarterback. Now, Chad Haney was different because obviously he just checked it down. But when Mahomes came back in, there was a bunch of pressure. The offensive line, you know, they, they sucked up and said, you know what, that's our dude back there. We've got to protect that guy. And they did. And and, uh, and current that line, man, um, i tell you though, Pacheco looked really good, obviously, but I Look, like, like, I love seeing footballs in the air. Yeah. I love it, but man, ETN, every time he touched the ball, uh, Saturday, he was getting six, seven, eight yards to pop out of. I would have ran the ball more uh, had I been the Jags in that game because it was working. I mean, the, the Chiefs had no answer for him at all.
3: Now he had his way. I mean, even in, even in some runs of Hasty yeah, that night, nice oh yeah. of the first yep. half. I mean. We were able to run the ball against them. There's no doubt about that. And, it, you know, it kind of stinks that yeah. they went away from that a little bit. But, I mean, still, there the opportunities were there to run the ball. And like you said, I mean, the Chiefs, that offensive line stepped up big time. And in those types of playoff games, it all starts yeah. at the line of scrimmage, and yep. they made their presence felt. Well, and,
0: you know, you mentioned that the, the run by Hasty, That was obviously that preceded the 98-yard drive, right? So he has a big run. And then they had, they got down to the 25-yard line, second and five, I think, after a pass, maybe Zay Jones or, or Kirk. And then you had the tripping, which is, yeah, did he trip him? Yeah, but you know what? You could call holding on every every play. Absolutely. Trevor was already out and rolling to his right. The, the tripping call impacted the play zero. Exactly. Right? It wouldn't
3: have even so, affected anything.
0: Yeah, it had no impact at all on on the, on the outcome of that play. So the flag should not have been thrown. And then Trevor gets sacked the next play. And then Hasty drops the pass to the 30 after that, and they have to punt. Yeah. I mean, look, when Mahomes went down and then the Jaguars marched right down, the center, I'm thinking, the Jags are going to win this football game. I really thought the Jags were going to win. Absolutely. I did. And, and then they didn't. They didn't do it. <laughs> and then they didn't do it, man. They couldn't but, pull it off. But, uh, boy, Um but, yeah, but, but the future, though, man, when you look at the trajectory of this franchise with with, uh, with Peterson and, and uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence and company, um, and we've talked about this uh, on our, our Wednesday night show, uh, Matt, um, if, against Big If, we haven't seen him and by the time he, he plays on the football game, if, if and when he's reinstated, Calvin Ridley will be two years since he's played a football game. Yeah. Um, now, it doesn't take nearly as long to shed the rust at playing receiver as, say, Deshaun Watson playing quarterback, right? So, if he's anything close to what he was his last full season in Atlanta, watch out. I mean, you you replace Marvin Jones with Calvin Ridley, and then you change, the obviously, you know, that instead of, cause look, you're now you've got a legit number one wide receiver replacing your number three wide receiver, and then it just sort of trickles down, right? Now, all of a sudden, Christian Kirk... Stage in the slot. Uh, but hey, speaking of which, and you can do more of that, the touchdown pass from Trevor to Kirk, line him up in the backfield. Absolutely. Get it, that was a in genius call right there. When you when you got him on, Carl I think, yep. is the one who was stuck in coverage, no chance.
1: No, no not chance. At all. You're
0: not going to keep up with no. the Christian
3: Kirk at this. No, not at all. So now all of a
0: sudden, you've got uh, Ridley and Jones on the outside. Uh, they'll find a way to keep Evan Ingram here, if it's via the franchise tag or if they, he agrees to a you know three, four, five year deal, you know. And then obviously uh, Kirk in the slot, man. I mean, and, and Et of the backfield. Truly, if Trevor's that guy, and we all think that he is, yeah. This offense could rival any any other league, any other offense in the league. That's this this could, this could be. I mean, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but this could be like greatest show on turf 2.0
3: and that's it it really it really can absolutely and we, we don't want to jump the gun yet like said, i mean you see the promise here and it looks like that and that's the thing too with ridley we got to see what he does yeah. but i mean there's some promising news i know john shipley a jaguar reporter, he put out an article this week that sources are saying calvin ridley is in prime shape right now
1: yeah and, I mean, yeah we're not going to know yeah. it until he's
3: on a football yep, field cause right. you can be in shape and not be in football shape that's we correct. know that very well but yes, if he can do. be in football shape you add him to yeah. that mix, like you're saying, this Jags' offense is going to be extremely dangerous next year. Yeah, yeah. fellas, I'm, so
2: many. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry to cut you off there, man. I think this is a top five offense next year. I don't care if I'm getting ahead of myself. This team yeah. is legit, man. Yeah,
0: absolutely, no, they are. And, and um, look, I'm not saying that that Calvin Ridley and and Zay Jones and uh, is or the same as Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you that uh, Christian Kirk is better than Ozzie Keen who was their slot receiver. Now, um, Travis Etienne uh, isn't exactly Marsha Falk, okay? He's not that. And, 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 look, Trevor isn't Kurt Warner yet, right? But, look, Kurt Warner was a backup, and he he, you know, he was forced into action when Trent Green went down for the rest of the season with the ACL, right? I mean, that's, that's what happened. And, you know, six months prior, old Kurt was, you know, stocking shelves at a grocery store, you know, trying to woo Brenda. You know, and and them the marriage, you know. That's what was going on then. But uh, but no, look, um man, um so here's my Twitter question, if we can get Twitter up and rolling, or or you can text us as well, with these games tomorrow, if you had to pick movie, if you started a franchise tomorrow, uh, would you take Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes?
3: It's a tough question. It's a tough question. <laughs> well, Joe that's Burrow, why I asked
0: the question because I'm not going to ask an easy one. It's got to be a tough one.
3: It, it, it's a tough one, and that's the thing, man. Joe Burrow's played phenomenal right now, and he's he's just got that winning DNA in him, man. And the three zero record obviously against Mahomes speaks for itself. But I know we were talking about this a little before the show. If, if between the two of them right now, I'm still taking Patrick Mahomes. I still yeah. think that he can do things that Joe Burrow can't. and If Mahomes had Joe Burrow's weapons right now, I feel like could be in a switched role, of course, but. Man, that's tough. Joe Burrow is making it harder and harder to say that. And I think it's yeah. clear, especially after last week, that he's no longer second fill behind Josh Allen. I think he's he's for sure, I think, in my opinion, past Josh Allen. I'd rather have Joe Burrow all day long oh, over than Josh a Allen.
0: Doubt. Without a doubt.
3: I just don't know if I'm ready to say I want Joe Burrow over Mahomes quite yet. But maybe that. Yeah. Maybe now, I changed. will
0: say this. I, look, Josh Allen, uh, look, the elbow injury this year did affect him. Yeah. I mean, he was. There's no doubt. People forget that a yeah, lot. Yeah. Early, early parts of the season, he was really, really good. Uh, he didn't really uh, become the turnover machine that he was until post elbow in- injury, right? Uh, so the dude's a stud, but but long term though, his style of play it's like Cam Newton. At, at some point in time, you're gonna get you're gonna get dinged up. I don't care that you do 250 pounds; it wears on your body absolutely when you absorb those types of blows, right? He, he's not exactly sliding. He's sure. Look, we all seen the run when Trevor stuck his nose in there. Saturday to get that first down, right, to get it at that first and goal situation. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, like, ooh. Josh Allen does that every time you run. Absolutely. Okay? He did that once, we're like, ooh. But that's Josh Allen
3: every play. That's the thing, and that's, I mean, that's what makes the Buffalo Bills offense so dangerous is him having that ability, but there's a cost that comes with that. When you run your quarterback like that so much and, and put these beatings on him, especially yeah. when it's like a what? a Thursday night game against the Jets early. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, at least save that towards this time yep, of year. That's don't, right. don't spend him all in the year wearing down his body to that point. And that, I mean, you can tell right now that that definitely affected him over the season. And you see that for sure in guys like Lamar. My goodness. I mean, back-to-back years where the toll's catching up to him. He's not even yeah. available postseason. So, I mean, Josh Allen, as big as he is, as athletic as he is, you cannot just keep wearing him down like that year after year. You're going to hurt him in the long run.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, but moving forward, the two games tomorrow, and, and the reason I ask, we, we talk about asked the ask the question, Mahomes burrow. The easy answer is, oh, it, it's Mahomes, right? Sure. He's he's Superman. The guy acrobatic. He, he's like a magician. Back there's got eyes and out of the sides of his head, the back of his head, he sees everything. It's like, how, how did he? And the other day, that first drive, you think you had him? Oh no, he'll just jump and and, and complete a pass to Kelsey. Yeah. By the way, hey. It's okay to to cover Travis Kelsey. It's no okay. It's okay.
3: Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, what was that? We coverage talked about then? that.
0: They should have bracketed him. You, you've got to roll coverage over towards him because, look, to let a guy like that, he just kind of drifts up the line of scrimmage and finds a, 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 an empty spot in the zone. You can't. Oh, my gosh. No, it's tough. You can't do that. You can't I mean, do that. Not well, you can't. At just, all. Like, I mean, I know. Did he. I know he had 14 catches at one point. Did it end with 14 or was it more? I know he had 14. I was like, man, is he gonna catch 30?
3: I mean, it, it just about a It's
0: unbelievable. Rate.
3: See, what's what's interesting about that though is like looking back to when the Bengals played the Chiefs earlier this year, it's the opposite story. They did they cover so well, yeah. they held Kelsey to like 50 yards yep. the last time the Bengals and Chiefs yep. played. So, I mean, you would think you'd want to try to do something like that against
0: him last week, right? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, cover 87 please. Exactly, just cover 87. Um, but, yeah, where I was going with that, okay, so, yeah, Mahomes sees everything. Does it all. Um, you know, scrambles, does 360s, ends up being flushed, and then find, you think you have him, and he finds an open receiver. But Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, you know, his pre-snap and his post-snap is so good. He, he's so quick to process, so quick. And he's deadly accurate. Has a horrific offensive line. Was sacked, I think, fifth, a league high 58 times last year, and then now I think 20 times in the postseason. They still make it to the Super Bowl. This year, they were down three offensive linemen last week. The guy just keeps coming. The guy just, keep, just keeps coming. Um, and I wonder if. And by the way, I take Burrow. It's close, but I would take Burrow. The re, I, and I almost look at it like the old Manning Brady type deal. You know, when Manning and Brady started. Uh, most people thought, if you were to ask the question four or five years into their head to head matchups, people would say, Oh, who would you take, Manning or Brady? The majority of the people would take Pete Manning. They look at the numbers, then they look at Brady. Well, he's systematic. It's Bill Belichick. Remember, it was Brady Belichick, Brady Belichick. Look, Brady goes down. They didn't make the playoffs, but Matt Kouser rolls in, and they go 11 5 that year. So people are thinking, okay, it, it's, it must be it's more Belichick. It's yeah. a system thing. It's a system um, thing. Well, but Brady would beat him head-to-head the majority of the time. But people still thought Manning was a better quarterback for a while. Well, now fast forward, it's, no, it's not even close. It's no, Brady. close. anymore, yeah. I Brady, mean, you know, Brady's the GOAT. Well, look at this, especially if tomorrow happens, and then the Bengals go in to Arrowhead, or as they say, Burrowhead, right? And they win. And that'd be four in a row. But it'd be four wins within, like, I don't know, 13 or 14 months? Yeah. I mean – It's tough to make an argument yeah. against that. I mean, look, it's great that you're – I mean, it's like Ginger and Marianne or, you know, whatever. You know, it's uh, – there's no really wrong answer. Yeah and the cool thing is that number 16 dude here in Jacksonville he he's only 23 years old. People he's so people forget you know he's so when you hear him talk he he sounds so mature you know but far more beyond his age. Absolutely. You don't think of him when he talks as a 23-year-old quarterback. The only time I think of him as being 23 is I see him get his hand put his hand through his hair and always you know and messing with you flipping his hair back and stuff. That's the only time I ever think of him as 23 years old. Any other time, I think he's like, he's 30. These other guys are 26, 27 years old. So what's Trevor going to be, especially with the mentor of Doug Peterson, what's he going to be in three
3: years? I mean, it's it's going to be unbelievable to see what he's going to be. And what's nice about that is, I mean, you can still just point back to Carson Wentz his second year with Doug Peterson, yeah. MVP-level year. What is, yeah. what is Trevor going to be like next yeah. year's second year in this Doug Peterson system, a whole another year to develop? I mean, the sky's the limit yeah. for what he can be, especially when he gets to be 25, 26, like yeah. some of these other guys. Well,
0: and we talked – we'll break here in a moment because um, Rob is probably going to you know, be yelling at me here in a minute. You are. Hey, on, yeah. that's, that's what I'm used to, but that's okay. I
1: mean, <laughs>
0: so um, we talked last week about this. So Trevor Lawrence had the the largest jump from year one to year two in NFL history, he went from like 70, he went from like 71.9, like 95.3, or whatever he is this year. So 23 plus point jump. Yeah. The only other quarterback to ever have a 20 plus point jump is Carson Wentz from year one to year two. I don't think that's just a coincidence. There, 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 is a, there is a common denominator there. That's one Doug Peterson. Absolutely. The dude is truly the quarterback whisperer. He, he is. Deal. I'm sorry, Denny Thompson. I'm and sorry. No offense to Denny. But, no offense to Denny, but, but yeah, uh, Doug Peterson is that dude. Absolutely. He's that guy, man.
3: He's that guy, and it's, it's going to be just so exciting to see what the future holds for Trevor and this team. And, I mean, just the jump he had. I mean, it's literally night and day from last season. Yep. The sky's the limit. He's got all those variables. He's got the big arm. He's got the good head on the shoulders. And he's still athletic. He can get out and run. We yeah. saw that some last yeah. game. So yeah.
0: I would like to see maybe him put 15 or 20 pounds on. Sure. You know, in the off season Absolutely. So what he does, decide to stick it in there. You know, he, that body can you know, absorb that blow a little better than right now. Because, look, he's not a skinny guy. He, he, he's a pretty, you know, he's pretty good-sized dude. I think sometimes – Put those shoulder pads on, guys, big old shoulder pads. They, they makes their arms look up, you know, little arms or whatever. But a little bit tidier, yeah. But, but it still, I still would feel a little better if he had about 15 or 20 more pounds on.
3: I wouldn't mind that at all, yeah. especially when he's going around taking some of those hits like last game when he was
0: going for that third and 10, That's right. 10 yeah. run. Right? So, yeah. There's no doubt about it. All right, so we'll break here. Again, poll question. Texas, call us 641 Twitterverse Twitter versus well. If you had to start a franchise tomorrow, Burrow – Lamar homes, We'll discuss that. We'll talk about the games upcoming Gator basketball. They're a bit of a roll.
3: Huge matchup um, today, no doubt
0: about it. Yeah, a big one at like six o'clock against Kansas State. What a what a moment that's going to be with uh, you know Keontae Johnson, you know, against the former weird. club. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's it, going it, to be different seeing him in that uniform going up against. It him. really will be. Uh, I mean, my you know last the last time you seen him, you know. I was, obviously, I've seen some K-State basketball this year, but last year, my lasting image of him is kissing that court, you know, when it was brought in last year just for, you know, a moment, kissing the court, and then they call a timeout, and he goes to the bench, you know, but the dude is absolutely balling it up right now, so a big game for the Gators tonight, off, off of a big win uh, over South Carolina, a struggling South Carolina team nonetheless, but still, you know, you take care of business at home, this four-game stretch coming up is... is Huge. Brutal.
3: Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. If they can find a way to win a couple games, that's going to yeah. be huge for the rest of the
0: season. Yeah, we'll talk uh, Jags free agency upcoming, the draft, and uh, what direction should they go in. Anthony Richardson, you know, uh, the quarterbacks, we'll talk him and Levis. And, so, well, I'm going to ask you, would you rather really have two, two parts here? I'll get your response when we come back. You take Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, and then the other group is C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. So those are the four. Obviously, there's two tiers there, right, I think. I think it's, it's definitely Young, Stroud, and then the next tier will be Levis, and then uh, AR. So we'll see where you would go if you were to pick between those four and those groupings. That and more from Dicks Swings on the North Side on 10 and XL. Yeah! <laughs> little, little Boys act. I like it. Let's Rob's go. Classic. Is. Rob, yeah, Rob is. I like it. Right, man.
1: he be a good hype man, you know.
0: Let's he go. Be, be a good – that's right, yeah. We are at Dick's Wings. Oh, the north side, Yellow Blitz and New Berlin Roads come by and hang out with us, uh, grab lunch, grab a couple of drinks. Um, you know, uh, TV's all over the place. They had the NFL ticket here this year, which is uh, – I was, I was a frequent visitor on Sundays. Um, but Pam's behind the bar – Aces is on the floor tonight, this afternoon. Come by and say hello. Uh, 641-1010 via text, phone line. Uh, poll question today is this. If you were to start a franchise tomorrow, uh, Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes had a buddy of mine. He must be listening. He sends me a message during the break. He goes, what about Dak?
3: He's got to throw that in there. He's, yeah,
0: oh, man. He's a San Francisco fan, right? So, uh, yeah. And he, he waited a couple of days and, before he called this past week, and now he wants a little drive-by-jab right here. What about Dak? Yeah, why yeah what about Dak? Thanks, Derek. I appreciate that, buddy. I mean, he's got to throw it in to those <sighs> out there that don't know, Ron. Of God. course, the big Cowboys oh, fan, too. Oh, man.
1: You've
3: got to deal with the Jags loss on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then you end your weekend with a brutal Cowboys yep. loss. It doesn't yep. get much worse than that.
0: No. it's <sighs> Terrible. I mean, it's um, playing against a, you know, a third-string quarterback. Look, Brock Purdy, a nice story. I think he's going to get his lunch taken from His lunch money's going to get taken away from him tomorrow. Look, a lot of weapons, right? I mean, look, uh, McCaffrey and Ayuk and obviously, you know. Debo. <laughs> yeah, Debo Samuel, my goodness. George, George Kittle. I mean, they got weapons all over the place. Yeah. But it's still about the guy that has to deliver the rock. And, uh, you know, look. On that touchdown drive, Trayvon, do we talk about little small things? Trayvon Diggs has the ball go right between his hands, which would have obviously stopped that drive. And and Dak, um, the difference in that game, man, was truly it was into the, the first half. He threw the first pick, and the defense was great. They held up, you know, forced a field goal. They played phenomenal. It, it, yeah. so, so now we're at six to six, right? We withstood that early interception by Dak, and the and uh, we're stoning. San Francisco as they were stoning the Cowboys. At six to six, you have the ball, you're driving. Now it's all right. Uh, three about three minutes go in the half, we score here, grab some momentum, and we get the ball to begin the second half. And man, it, it's on. Well, instead of that, Dak forces the ball in a double coverage over the middle. It gets picked off. Go, they go down, score a field goal to grab the momentum. A huge momentum swing right there. And, uh, yeah, it's just, look, I always say the Cowboys are team tees, man. It's like, you know, it's like the, the pretty girl in high school. You've got a crush on her. She said, like, yeah, we'll go out. We'll, we'll, we'll go out. No, I'm just kidding. Breaks your heart. That's the Dallas Cowboys. This is it. This is our year, boys. We, we, the defense is great. Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, DeMarcus Lawrence, every level. The defense has a stud, pro bowler. Obviously, you know off offensive sides. You know Dak. Oh man, look at the game against Tampa. Man, he's he's back. Dak is back. He's, he's rookie Dak all over again. The 27 touchdowns, the four picks. Obviously, you know, um, and receiver. You know, you've got one of the best receivers in C.D. Lamb. You know, obviously Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, but then he gets hurt, and then they lose. Oh yeah, team T. They're just team T's, man. It's so so frustrating. To be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, they're the New York
2: Mets it. of the NFL. Uh,
0: they kind—they of, pretty much are, all right? I mean, that's uh, the thing. When
3: they are on, like we saw multiple yeah. times this year, they are a very good football team, right? But when you have those games like the other night, that crucial interceptions at the wrong time—I mean, it just that's that's what sends your season away and, and head into the off season. But I mean, like you said, man, they have they have so many good players on that team, and they just can't seem to get over the hump. Yeah, they just can't
0: do it. You know, I'm telling you, I really think that. Uh, that Jerry made a deal with the devil. I do when he, <laughs> I you love know, it. Yeah, yeah. look it when they won, the, when they had, when they went back-to-back Super Bowls in the nineties, and then Jerry Jones gets drunk, and uh, he gets, he gets, he got ticked off. Here's, here's the story, true story. He, he goes there was an the owners' meeting or something, and he goes in to this restaurant, and and at the table you had Norv Turner, you had Dave Wanstead. and I think think the third coach, I think it was Butch Davis, I think. And then Jerry's going to go join them. They said, no, it's just for coaches, Jerry. And they wouldn't let him stay <laughs> Jerry, uh, Jimmy Johnson, you can't sit with us. Jerry Jones, you know, he stayed in the bar and a couple of reporters seen what happened. You know, Jerry gets a few drinks in him and then they said. Saddles up next to him and say, "Yeah, it did great what Jamie Johnson's done with the team, yada yada, whatever." And then Jerry Jones, go, Jerry Jones goes on that. Yeah, you know what? There's a thousand coaches that can win a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys, with what, what I've done, hell, Barry Switzer can win a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. And then, of course, a few weeks later, they part ways. Barry Switzer named the head coach of the Cowboys, and I think Jerry's like, "Hey, hey, uh, Devil, if uh, you allow me." Uh, to win a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer, do not I don't I don't need another one. Yeah.
3: That's it. You sold your soul.
1: I, I, that he moment, sold his right?
0: soul, man. He sold his soul to the devil. And and I don't it's just and my, my my boys are like, Dad, are we ever gonna win anything? Why why did you curse us and become a cap Man the Cowboys. <laughs> that's why, awesome. You know, why, could, why couldn't you be a Patriots fan, Dad? I mean, I don't know. Let's go watch some old YouTube videos. I'll show you guys the Cowboys did win the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll show you the glory days
3: back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all you can do oh, these days, man. Goodness. I mean, it's just that, that's that's the most difficult part, man. is a guy that's not obviously a fan of the Cowboys, looking at them, they have so many players. They have yeah. so many players, man. and just it seems like it's the same story year yeah. after year. There's it so is. much mm. promise, and they just can't bring it all together at the right time. It's heartbreaking yeah. for them. It is. It's almost nice. been
2: 30 years since oh, they've won yeah, a Super no. Bowl. That's crazy.
0: crazy. 1995. That's insane. Yeah. and In that, in fact, that's the last time they went to a, an NFC championship game. Isn't
2: in that, that crazy? Year. Yeah. Wild.
0: Wild. I mean, the Jaguars have been to three.
2: Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Jaguars. I
0: just speak volumes right there. Yeah. The <laughs> Jaguars have been to three conference championship games since the Cowboys have been in their last. Ridiculous, man. It's sad. It is a sad, sad commentary, man. Like, come on. Yeah. That's 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 my Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Again, like I said. They had like to I bring said, it out in you, of course. Your buddy, of course. Yeah, uh, he did. Like like I said, the the you know, I couldn't feel any, you know, any, their polar opposite feelings of Jaguars and the Cowboys. Jaguar, Jagger, okay, you know what? Again, I know it's hard to get there. Talk to Dan Marino, his second year in the NFL, goes to the Super Bowl, never went to another one. They thought he'd go every year, you know?
1: Quick Never question for you. Quick question
2: yeah. for you guys. Who gets fired first, Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott?
0: Well, I mean, well, well you know, Jerry Jones gave McCarthy the kiss of death a couple of days ago. Right. He said that he told McCarthy, "I want you to be here as long as Tom Landry was <laughs> coaching the Cowboys." Uh, he also said that about Jason Garrett and fired yep. him <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Okay? So, so uh, I've got to think that. Uh, McCarthy would be the first out only because you're tied to deck for at least two more years. The, the, the contract. contract, yeah, Absolutely. exactly, exactly. You're at least tied two more years. Now, my, me and myself are talking. As, as much as I don't think I would pay Lamar Jackson the money he wants, no, because, I, you know, because boy, I would just like from the Ravens, a franchise, a franchise man. If he continue, if he, if he can stay healthy and he puts it all together, then maybe you do that. Sure. But if the Cowboys fan, he and I were talking. I'd make that trade. I think Lamar Jackson, and Dallas, right now, over Dak Prescott. And I know
3: how you feel about Lamar. I know so that speaks volumes about how you feel about Dak
0: Prescott. I'm just, I'm, I'm damn near over it, man. I mean, look, I'm, he, he, he's Donovan McNabb. He, that's who he is. No, like, he's and, Tony Romo. No, he's no, he's not as good. as <laughs> Romo. He's not as good. Romo. See, now you're going to get me mad. Now, now I'll get fired. Let's go, a, Ronnie. I'm Let's huge, go. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Romo guy. Tony Romo, yeah, he he had a 2 and 4 record in the playoffs as well. Same record as Dak Prescott. Interesting. The difference with Romo, in my opinion, was yes, he had he had T.O. for a couple of years. Uh, he had, uh, you know, uh, it was, gosh, my mind's escaping me now. The running back, uh, De- uh, DeMarco Murray, for a few, a few years. They rode him hard and then shipped him off when they drafted Zeke, right? But, uh, but he didn't have the defense or the weapons that Dak has around him. Without Tony Romo, the Cowboys would have been a perennial four or five win team. Tony Romo was the reason they were sniffing the playoffs year in and year out. He I was, yeah, you know, he was, he was that dude, man. He really was. Um, so I, yeah, I'm a big Rolo guy. But he's, I'm telling you, in being a lifelong Cowboys fan, watching the NFC East very closely, I'm telling you, and I know that, uh, and I hope maybe Dak gets the Cowboys to the Super Bowl like McNabb did with the Eagles, but uh, he reminds me so much of McNabb. He's just so inconsistent, you know, week in and week out. You know, or, or maybe he has a, a few weeks stretch where things great, and then you throw up a what was that? He'll
3: flash with a game like he did against the Bucks yeah. a
1: few Monday yeah. nights yeah. ago, very and then he'll
0: so. he'll come back the next week just like he did against the Niners. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, exactly so inconsistent well the the one game i can't remember the year i think it was his second season in the league uh, i know it was the second season in the league i just can't remember what, what what year it was but they had a a game that was flexed in a sunday night and the eagles pretty much had you know a bunch of you know street free agents on defense i mean they were banged up i mean everyone was hurt and all the Cowboys, it was a, it was a win and you're in. The, the, the winner of that week 17, week 18 game, whatever it was, you know, uh, I guess week 17, 16 games in, uh, it, the winner gets in. Against a defense that has nobody but a bunch of street-free agents, they can't score a touchdown the entire game. That, I said, man, that, that to me was very telling. All, everything's on all the line. Everything's there to play for. And you can't score a one damn touchdown? That was a come on. That's So when they gave him the huge contract, uh, you know, I wasn't excited at all about that. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. But, I mean, but he's – I'm not going to say he's just a guy. I mean, he's, he's that, you know, top – 10 to 12 quarterback, he's maybe above average. There's
3: no doubt he's above average, but he's not in that elite tier. And if you're no, a Cowboys fan, you yeah. need him to be in that elite tier to go and get you that. I feel I don't even know if you need him to be in that elite tier. No, else, just don't give you a can't
2: game make a mistake. Yeah, you can't make
0: mistakes yeah. in those crucial moments. Yes, stop, stop right. throwing picks. It's exactly. <laughs> it's, exactly. <laughs> it's one thing to throw a pick when it's third and 11, and you throw it 40 yards down the sure. field, and it's it's completed a 50 50 ball. It's like a punt. Yeah. It's another to be second seven. And you force the ball to double cover right. when there's no reason to do that. You throw it away to so live to absolutely. play another down, and he's, he doesn't do that.
3: He just get you the third down. He, that's that's the thing with him all year. And, yeah. I mean, for the last couple of seasons, he's just forcing the ball too much in those crucial moments. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's cost you guys yep, year
1: after right. year lately. All
0: right, so we'll break here. I'm going to throw something out for both of you guys. I'll ask you both when we come back. Okay, so obviously we're, we're going to talk a little draft, talk free agency. Um, when it comes to quarterbacks, and thank goodness the Jaguars, don't have to ponder this at all. You know, we're not. Oh my gosh, uh, man, we got to find a quarterback. No, we don't need that. We we got we've got our guy here for the next ten or fifteen years. Let's hope, as long as he stays healthy, right? Uh, but who would you take? And I'll get you guys answers when we come back. And we'll take uh, text line, phone line six four one ten ten as well. If you had to pick between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, that's that's one group. That's group A. Group B is Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. So when we come back, you guys tell me who you would take in, in those two groups. We'll discuss that more from Dick Swings on the north side on 1010XL. Compton & Company on 1010XL. Back to Compton and Company coming from Dick Swings. To the north side, Matt LeVay. Rob Macho. You're fully Ron Compton. Glad to have you along with us. 641-1010. 641-10-10. Phone lines, text lines. Uh, again, we're at Dick's Wings on the north side. bunch of cool things g- goes on here. bunch of poker tournaments throughout the course of the week. You know, we were here on Wednesday nights for a long time, and Wednesday's flip night. Roll in, sit at the bar between 7 and 9 o'clock, order a drink, Guess head or tails. if you're right, the drink's free.
1: I don't yeah, know any I other can... place that has Sign that. No, it's not and,
0: at all. and it's not just one drink. It's Two solid hours of drinking. So I always say, look, uh, bring you know, bring someone with you. You know, you guys flip a coin before you get your walk in. The loser has to drive and watch the winner drink.
2: I that's, say that's, that's fair. A
0: great idea. Great idea. Or, or you know what, the loser pays for the Uber. The loser pays for the Uber, and you both drink. Whatever you know, but just be safe. But it's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun time for sure. Gets a little rowdy sometimes.
3: Especially Which with you good. and Chuck here going at it, no doubt right, about right, it. Right. You guys set the tone here on Wednesday nights usually.
0: That's what we have to do, man. Get the so party going. That's just what we do, man. So we were talking before the break. I told you I was going to ask you both, uh, moving into the 2023 NFL Draft, uh, all four of these guys will go in the first round, four first-round quarterbacks. Uh, would you take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? And then would you? who would you take? Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis. And if you guys would throw Levis or A.R. into that first mix, that's fine. So, but you guys tell me. I'll ask you both. So, Matt?
3: You know, when it comes to Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud, I love Bryce Young. I, I would go Bryce Young all day long. I think Bryce Young can make every single throw. He puts such good touch. He's accurate with the football. He makes smart decisions. I Long term, if I was choosing between those two, I, I'd roll with Bryce Young personally. I, I do have questions about the size. There's no doubt about it. Every time you have a quarterback who is a little bit smaller like that, you definitely have concerns. But my gosh, Bryce Young, I feel like can sling the football. I love watching Bryce Young play. He can make every throw on the field. I would, I would choose Bryce Young all day long in that conversation.
0: All right, Rob. Uh,
2: I was gonna say Young, but I'll make my uh, statement for Stroud. I mean, 41 touchdowns, six interceptions, uh, just a little, uh, 3,600 yards plus. And then you're looking at Bryce Young, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions, just a little over 3,300 yards. Uh, QB rating pretty much uh, equivalent. I'm going Stroud, though. I wish he'd run a little more. Um, you know, your concerns with Bryce Young's height at six foot, you know,
0: Str- that Stroud, five six ten. three. Yeah, that means exactly. Because he's, he's, he's wearing his cleats yep. when they're ringing it up. Yep. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'm going Stroud. I, and,
0: you know, I'm going Stroud. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, for a lot of the reasons you just cited, Rob. But, uh, see, I've got my questions about Bryce Young. His arm is just average. It's an average arm. He, yeah, so, so, now sure, he can put an arrow to the ball and throw it a long way, like Tua can. That's what I was going to say. He reminds his arm, me he kind of like Tua. no better than Tua. He can't, that 20-yard out, he's not making that throw in the NFL. He's not making that throw in the league. I think Bryce Young is going to be average in the NFL. I, I wouldn't draft him in the first round. Call me crazy, I'm telling you. First round, I'll, you would not
2: draft him in the first round? No, I don't, wow. th- I
0: don't I don't. think, I'm telling you, I think he's just okay. I think he's going to be phenomenal. And I hope I'm wrong, I think he's a yeah. good dude. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess I look at him as a Kyler Murray type of escapability. Uh, he has that, that, you know, very instinctive. But, you know, his big plays typically are when they're off schedule. And a small guy like, he's not, he's not thick like Kyler Murray. He's sure. hes kind of frailish as well, and he's short. So is he going to be able to get away with that stuff at the next level?
3: I think he'll find and, a way. And I'm
0: probably – yeah, I, I shouldn't say. Okay, I wouldn't take him in the top ten, but, yeah, if I were a team in, in the 20s, yeah, I would take him at that point. But I just – to me, I just – um, but, no, I, I would take Stroud. I would. And, and again, I, I, you know, depending upon where Bryce Young goes, I've – may hope I'm right or wrong. If he ends up in Houston, I hope I'm right. Well, based you know? on some
3: of these recent mock drafts, right, you could have a Bryce Young in Houston, and we could have C.J. Stroud up in Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, if those two guys pan out to be what a lot of people think they're going to be, yeah. my goodness, I mean, the AFC South's going to be loaded. For yeah, you. it'd be huge. I, mean, I
0: mean, is C.J. Stroud going to get the Ohio State quarterback curse? He might. You know? He might. I mean, Joe Burrow started there, too. Here, here's something sure did. crazy. When you think about Joe Burrow – the question we have out there, the first question was, who would you start a franchise with tomorrow, Burrow or uh, Mahomes, right? Well, Burrow uh, couldn't beat up Dwayne Haskins in Columbus. They transfers. Uh Patrick Mahomes was a 29th-ranked pro-style quarterback coming out of high school, a three-star, the 665th-ranked player overall according to rivals. And, I mean,
1: That's crazy. sometimes
0: you miss, I guess. Sometimes you miss on guys, you know, coming out of high school, uh, and now these guys are, the question is, who would you start a franchise with? You know, neither one of those guys were, you know, Trevor Lawrence, people said, him out of high school, he could have started in the NFL. And, like, right away. Right away. Absolutely. Neither of these guys were, you know, they were afterthoughts. Yeah. They, they were afterthoughts. Oh, and no. And, uh, but they are your questions, you know, and Herbert was a big-time recruit, right? But those. These two guys, they were not. They were not. They were in, look, and the other guy we mentioned, Josh Allen wasn't either. Went to Wyoming. Yep. Okay. I mean, he was, he was just sourcing offers, wasn't he? Yeah. Allen sent his tape.
3: Yeah. He emails everybody. to all these coaches throughout the country, yep. and one, one school took a chance.
1: Yeah. Wyoming.
0: Yep. You know, How, about How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? There you go. <laughs> the Wyoming Cowboys. All right, so the other, the other is Levis or A.R.?
3: Well, I know, Rob, uh, you expressed uh, yeah, some yeah. some heat
0: about this question. <laughs> oh, I want to get the floor to Rob here. Yeah, we'll, we'll oh, get gosh. Where Rob goes. All
2: right, I hope this doesn't get me fired. I think Anthony Richardson. Well, I mean, look,
0: I can't fire you because you're <laughs> producing. I, if I fire you, there's no show.
2: I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in AR-15. I just really do not believe in Anthony Richardson. Will Levis, maybe a little bit more. Uh, he's got a cannon. Uh, you know, he did play at Kentucky, so maybe the numbers are a little skewed. 19 touchdowns to 10 for Will Levis, but 17 touchdowns to nine interceptions for Anthony Richardson, and essentially take out the three big games he had last year against, what, Utah, Tennessee, and Georgia. What did he do? Well, I, I he just. Have, he I d- was
0: pretty good against LSU. He, he was, so, yeah, LSU. Well, okay, so think about this LSU, FSU, Tennessee, those three games, they could, they could have all won. And they didn't lose because of the offense. No. They lost games because of the defense. And for that matter, you mentioned the Georgia game. uh, Until, um, you know, LSU and and, uh, Ohio State in the bowl games, Richardson was the only quarterback that threw for over 250 yards against them. He threw, like, I think 315 or something against them. So, and then you look at, so you know what side of the argument I'm on here. uh, And I'm not, look, I'm not an AR apologist. I I was, I'm that gator, like, man, I'm sort of, Glad he's gone. I think it's good for him and good for university. But then I watch that nonsense in the bowl, and then yeah, I wish he'd have taken off and ran more. But Ar wasn't as much. You now he looked great athlete, fast runner, quick. But he wasn't a very instinctive runner. He wouldn't. He yeah. was. He wasn't a patient runner. He wouldn't wait for his blocks. He'd, he'd take the. He'd go the wrong way and he'd run into tackles. And for that matter, you know what? He'd, he'd drop back in the pocket. Instead of trusting the pocket, he'd step up and, you know, step into sacks. His pocket presence wasn't very good. His post reads and his processing wasn't good enough. Now, his pre-read was really good. If, when he would take a three, five, or seven-step drop, and if his pre-read uh, was, if it's there, the ball's on time. His problem was, when it wasn't there, then he, that's when he would get a little clumsy in the pocket. The footwork would suffer, and then he he may throw the ball 30 yards over a over guy's head or a worm burner at a guy's feet. That, that's, that's just who he was, but the dude only started 12 games in college. And, and uh, you know, we mentioned Josh Allen earlier. That dude in Wyoming was no good. He, he, was, he had a worse passer rating than AR against lesser competition, right? So to me, that's, that's his cough right there. So, to me, I think this now, truly, A.R. is a lottery ticket. It's a huge upside, but, but man, the floor is awfully low. Although, if Richardson played tight end or wide receiver, with that, his athleticism, he might be a second-round draft pick. So, if he doesn't make it a quarterback, he's going he's, he's to be on the, an NFL field, whether it's a Taysom Hill position or, or whatever at some point.
3: I see, and that's the thing. With Levis versus Richardson, man, I'll, I'll be up front and say I wish them both nothing but the best, but I, I would not draft either one of these guys, at yeah. least at least in the first round. And with Agreed. Anthony, I, I graduated from the University of Florida. I'll throw that out there. Big University yep, sure. of Florida Gators football fan. I want nothing more than the AR to be successful, but I can't take a chance on that. I, personally, I don't think either one of them going to be successful. If I had to choose one, I honestly may go Will Levis. And a lot of that it might not even come down to I think they're they're comparable when mm-hmm. it comes to the big arm strength. They can both sling it a mile down the field. Yep. There's no doubt about either one of these guys. But sometimes, to me, watching the Gators this year, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I mean, that fire felt missing sometimes. Yeah. And Will Levis is the opposite. He's he's on the sidelines getting his guys going. He's got that fire in him, and I don't see that
0: often from Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he if he has a dog in him or dog in him or not. You know, he's so passive. You know. Um, does a you know does the fire get lit at some point? I don't know, I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, he he doesn't strike me as that guy that's gonna put a team on his back and let's go boys. I don't I don't see no, that fire I either. I don't see that. Uh, but from a skill set standpoint, look, I again I watched that, you know, watched the bowl game again. If they're all a lot are meaningless. But with that said, you played against you know. A mediocre football team. Yeah, they finished in their top ten, but they were they were a top ten team. Right. Come on. Um so the skater offense they tried to run the same stuff, but here's, here's the here's a difference. You notice all of a sudden there's a running lane for Johnson ETN. Why is that? Because guess what? That defensive end doesn't doesn't have to spy and, and, and keep containment over here, right? He's so not he, sitting around yes, waiting for Anthony yes, Richardson. That's Jack correct. Miller's not taking off. That's correct. So even though he didn't run as much as we might have liked, the threat of his run opened up everything else. I'd agree with that. Everything else, There's and, no and, they, and they, the Gators could do absolutely nothing offensively in that bowl game, which you know, we talked, you know, prior um, to the bowl game that if, if uh, Jack Miller lit it up, would have hurt Richardson draft stock. I said no, it wouldn't affect it at all because they're, they're, you know they're going to he's going to get drafted based on. What like you see it, it's pro day, the combine, or whatever. But when you see how inept the offense was without him, it's like, ooh, it may, gave you pause. Hmm, well, wow, okay, well, maybe, you know, he didn't get near the credit that he deserved because without him, they had nothing. There's no doubt. Nothing at all.
3: The, the cover was bare in that bowl game with him gone, and they, they were not the same offense. There's no yeah. doubt. And, and not that they were world beating offense before yeah. with him, but definitely you could see a significant drop off to Anthony's credit. So, I mean, he certainly had a bigger role and made a bigger impact than we thought. Made. Yep. There's no doubt about
2: it. I think, like, Florida, essentially, it just looked like they had zero identity all season long. And I'm not putting that on AR or anything. But, like, this is the first time in a long time I looked at the Gators and it's like every other game was just like win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And I don't know, man. I, I think they got a lot of work to do going forward.
3: I'd agree with that. And, and to speak on that, the inconsistency offensively, I mean, there would so be so many times throughout the season where you're like, why aren't you relying on Trevor yeah. Etienne and uh, Montreux exactly. Johnson in yes. these key situations? And you're forcing Anthony Richardson to try to do everything. Yep. And then there would be the opposite times where it feels like, man, you'd really like to see AR get out some space, little play yep. action, whatever it is to get him going. So they, they truly
0: didn't have an identity this year, I felt like. No, they were, you're right. It was one week. We're run heavy. Next week, we're going to throw the ball around the yard. There was there was no consistency in their game plan. There, there really was. not and you know what? It, and um, you know, and I like Billy Napier. Um, I, I'm not like oh, God, we get we get the wrong guy or the right guy. We, we don't know yet. But what we do know is, in between the lines on Saturdays, he wasn't very good. No. His play, his play, his play calling um, was you know suspect. Right, uh, his in-game management was suspect, and what what gives you a little concern there is that, well, you know, people said well Kirby Smart had issues early on in Georgia his first season. You know, they had lost to Vandy and Georgia Tech and South Carolina and obviously Florida, and he had, he had some questionable uh, coaching uh, decisions in some of those games, the Auburn game as well that year. But the difference was that was his first year as a head coach. Yeah. I mean, Billy's been doing this for a few years. Yes, You would think he would have. And he sort of, you know, some of the issues he's had ha- has been worked out in term in terms of an in game management standpoint. So to me, I wish he'd hire an offensive coordinator. If he doesn't do that, at least hire some kind of. You know, look, he, he, they've got this army of this army of coaching staff. There's like 828 staff members. Hire some quality control guy that if. if whether it's clock management, you know, talk to the head coach in the head said, "Hey, coach, you know, there's, you know, go, 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 whatever. You know, with different, different in-game decisions." But I think sometimes it's hard to be the CEO, the CFO, the COO. He's trying to do it all, and you can't do it. It's tough to do that. Now, count,
3: countless times last season, it showed that that showed true. I mean, the guys trying to do too much. I feel like just hand off those responsibilities yeah. to someone else yep. and just focus on that clock management getting people in these places i i feel like he tried to put too much on himself last year and i really hope that that's not the case moving forward
0: yeah he he needs to delegate some authority yeah and and you know the guys you hire to do things let them go do their jobs absolutely you know and and uh you know just just be the again the ceo and the other guys being you know serve different roles uh and from an offensive standpoint you know uh, if you don't hire a coordinator at least you know have a, a collaborative sort of effort here instead of just you can't take it all on yourself you can't do it you, you can't see it all in game and then call ball plays as well in my opinion it's very difficult to do absolutely that. especially the young head coach it's one thing your experience been around for a long time it's a little easier to do that well tom like coughlin a, like a doug here.
3: peterson too He called the plays yeah. he's managing different areas you know he can do that because he has all this experience yeah. doing that yep.
0: no doubt about it but that, so. all right we'll come back um Again, Gator basketball tonight. We've got some free agency for the Jaguars. Look, there's a lot of unrestricted free agents and some decisions they have to make. Uh, there's one uh, rostered player on, on another team that has shown some interest in maybe coming to Jacksonville. We, we talked about that during the break. We'll come back, discuss that, and more from Dick's Wings to the North side on 1010XL. And on 1010XL. Back to Compton Company. Coming to you from Dick's Wings to the Northside. Matt LeVay alongside, sitting in for a vacationing Chuck Elliott. Uh, Rob, not Ralph Macho, producing the show today. You're truly totally Ron Compton. Glad to have you along with us. Six four one ten ten. 1010. That's 641 1010. And uh, as I was going through my phone, looking at some, some notes that uh, I wrote down for the show, uh, one thing I'm glad I, I always write them down. And when you write things and type them, you can retain them a little more than if you just read stuff, right? So, uh, But I forgot one funny note that, that I, I made, and I'm glad I looked or I, I wouldn't have mentioned it, but uh, people that are listening, if you've ever seen the show Friday Night Lights, which Matt LeVay had, top five show for him, and mine too, mine too. Phenomenal I mean, show. It really is, especially it, if you're a football fan, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now, it's that me and my older son, we always joke as far as when they show uh, game footage and they look at uh, down and distances and the clock and stuff like that, that step really doesn't always line up right. So wait a minute—it's—it's it's, you gotta, it looks like you're 90 yards away, then you're 30 yards away, now you're 75 yards away in the in the same drive. And it's it's it's, it's anyway, but but uh, if you've watched the show, uh, Brock Purdy, his comparable is the quarterback of the Dillon Panthers, Matt Stairsen. So he is, so he is. I mean, look, Matt Stairsen—you know—replaced this guy named Jason Street, right? Jason Street was like the all-world quarterback, it's a five-star of the hot five-star hotshot. Yeah, yeah. five-star. Everybody wants him. He got NFL written all over him. The very first episode of the show, dude, you know, throws interception, tries to make a tackle, gets paralyzed, and in comes this freshman, number seven, Matt Sarazen. Undersized, underarmed, gritty, tough, but no one, you know, but he just goes out and he wins. He just goes out. And he wins. They win a state championship. But it's still not good enough because he gets replaced. They bring a guy in to replace him. He ends up having to change positions. It bounces back and forth. And that's Brock Purdy, man. Now, look, he's, he's not going to change positions. He, he's never going to be like a slot wide receiver. He's going to be a quarterback or a guy holding a clipboard that gets to play quarterback on an occasional basis. Yeah. Right. He's, he's a guy. With with average skills, right? Um is what he is. He he's just a guy, but he's he's gritty, he's tough, but you play a defense, I think the Eagles sacked the quarterback like fifty eight times, I think, this year. I think that's right. It's an insane amount yeah, I think four, that's guy, right. four guys four guys and double digit sacks. They're gonna har- harass him all game long he is
3: not going to be tested yet like he will that and no. honestly that's that's coming from a Cowboys defense you yeah. has good pressure from a Micah Parsons but this Eagles defense because you have so many guys that can get pressure on him that's what's different about this Eagles defense and I think that this is going to be the game where we start to get a little bit of a reality check for for Purdy there's no doubt yeah,
0: right, hey, yeah. gonna be a tough task
2: so really 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 quick <clears throat> excuse me oh, you yeah, Ron you were telling me Dak Prescott is not just a guy right
0: He's well. I mean, he's he's a little better than just a guy. He, he he's the problem is he's he's got exceptional talent, okay? Okay. A really good athleticism, throws a good ball, but his issue is he makes so many questionable decisions. He doesn't take care of the football. His hell, his rookie season, he was a twenty-seven and four guy. Oh, wow. His
1: whoa, twenty-seven
0: mm. touchdowns, four picks. But all of a sudden, the last couple of years. He just has this innate ability to throw the ball where he shouldn't.
1: Put yeah. the
0: ball on the, the, the carpet when he shouldn't he just makes bad decisions. Again, it's one thing to throw, a, again, a third-11 interception four yards down the field. It's another to be second-seven, throw the ball the double coverage instead of just living to fight another down. But there's a reason you asked the question. Go ahead, Rob. Yes, what yes. Got so me?
2: I'm doing some digging at Mississippi State four seasons. Dak Prescott, nine thousand three hundred and seventy-six yards, yep. seventy touchdowns, twenty-three interceptions. Yep. Rock Purdy, same exact amount of time, four years, 12,000 yards, 100, twelve thousand yards, one hundred twelve thousand one hundred seventy yards. Excuse me, eighty-one touchdowns, thirty-three interceptions.
0: Well, there's a big difference here, though. You're two totally different offenses. Sure. I mean, I mean, in, in this Dan Mullen run-first type of system that Dak ran at Mississippi State is totally different than at Iowa State, Matt Campbell, play action, throw the ball all over the yard. I mean, it's, you know, different dynamics. I get what you're, you're saying there, but, yeah, it's, it's apples and oranges there in terms of the systems. And, and, uh, and, look, and look, Dak was a fourth-round draft pick. Look, uh, Jerry Jerry Jones tried to trade up. Uh, God, what's the quarterback's name? Oh, man. I'll think of it in a few minutes. He tried to trade up in the first round to get him and, and, and Denver drafted him. I can't think of his name. And he was a bust.
2: Andrew okay. Luck? Or no, Locke?
0: Or no, Locke? No. Uh, no, not Drew Locke. Drew no, Locke. No it, no, it wasn't Drew Locke. I'll think of it in a few minutes. It'll, it'll come to me. But, yeah, the Broncos drafted him the same year that the Dallas tried to trade up and get him, and they ended up settling on Dak in the fourth round. Um, if sure someone listening may think of the name, and you can text us. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, all um, I'm saying,
2: I think Brock Purdy's just getting like a really raw deal because I think people just love hating on good stories for, for the most no, part. No, look, look, Not it's, us. It's, I'm just look, saying in general. I, I think he's actually a pretty good quarterback.
0: Look, it's a it's a great story. And, and look, it's a very I'm, good you know, story. Yes. And I'm pulling for San Francisco tomorrow. I hate both teams. Yeah. But I hate Philly more. They're, they're in division. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's um. So yeah, and I hope yeah, I hope the Niners win, and I hope they lose the Super Bowl because I'll pull for either AFC team. I'm pulling for Cincinnati. They've never won one. I'd like yeah. to see the Bengals win, and Jacob Burroughs. smoke that big old stogie afterwards. You know, <laughs> that's right. Um, that's but, pretty much you know, all that's
2: missing from his resume right now, right? Super Bowl. I mean, that, guys done yeah. everything.
0: That's he has. Um, he'll be the first. I think he might be the. He become the first player to uh, win. I think I know Heisman. exactly
2: where you're going with that, right. and that's yes. When
0: Heisman. Yep. Right. Yep. Along with a college football national championship, yep. and a Super Bowl? Yep. If not Will the, be the first, first, that's one? going to be a very short list. If right? It, that might be the 1st might be the, I think he might be the first. I could be wrong. I, I think I'm right. Could be wrong. I've been wrong more than once in my life. Um, but, but no, look, Brock Purdy, just, look, an average arm. Look, remember what Nick Saban told him. He said, look, you're too small. Your arm's not good enough. You're not accurate enough to play for me, so good luck somewhere else. What Nick told him. You know, And, and uh, but, again, a great story, uh, and I can't believe that I'm saying this, but uh, I, I think the 38-year-old quarterback, Stetson Bennett, he's really 26, 25, 26, I think he's 26, right?
3: I think he's 26. He's the 25, 26.
0: Uh, I think Stetson Bennett had a chance of having a nice career in the NFL. Think about this. So Stetson Bennett. Was a track star in high school. Not many people know that. Sure. He's fast. He's got some wheels. There's no doubt. He's got a really good arm. He's got a better arm than Bryce Young does. His arm is bigger than Bryce Young's. In fact, how about this? I've got a good friend of mine that ran into Carson Beck's dad, and he was talking about quarterbacks. He said, believe it or not, the quarterback with the biggest arm on the Georgia roster is Stetson Bennett. That wow. came from Carson Beck's dad. All
3: right, I, I would have guessed that if you if you'd asked me that, I definitely yeah. would have would have said that. That's
0: that's what it. Now again, I don't love him. He was just,
3: you know, he's yanking your chain. Yeah, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yanking
0: my buddy's chain or whatever. But that's what he said. But look, Stetson Bennett makes every throw. And I was I was that guy that said, look, man, this dude is
1: he's, man.
0: He's a walk on, former walk on, went to JUCO, came back, begged back, uh, doesn't look the part. At some point in time, man, if they get down by a couple of scores, they can't come back from that. Well, yes, they can, and it was because of him. It was because of Stetson Bennett uh, making every single throw. No doubt. And um, I think he's got a chance. He's going to get on a roster, and he'll hang around, and we'll see what he does in in someone's training camp. I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. I do.
3: I think he'll definitely be a guy that stays in the NFL a while. I just don't know if it's – I think it's
0: probably going to be in a nice backup role somewhere. Yeah, I completely agree
2: with that, Matt. Completely agree.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see, you know – where his career path takes him, he he'll, he he'll, he's a guy that when I was, I'd always joke who has a more punchable face, him or Kirby Smart as a Gator, <laughs> um, to a, to a guy that I'll pull for at the next level. Sure, you know you you like to, again you talk about good stories. You talk about the Brock Purdy story. Think about his story. Yeah, you know? oh absolutely. Back to back national titles. Yeah, from uh, you know Blackshear Georgia. You know uh, loves University of Georgia. Dreamed to play for Georgia. Mm-hmm. Walks sign. No, nope, you got to go. Go somewhere else. Comes back. And then here we are. What, 29-3? and three? unbelievable. At the starter, I think. Yeah. I think that's right.
2: Here's something I mean, unbelievable. Real strange. quick, guys. Marcus Allen is the only player to win a Heisman Trophy, an NCAA National Championship, a Super Bowl, and be named NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP. Wow.
0: Wow. Jeez. I like that. Beast. That's pretty good. That's so. No, I was wrong, but this is, like, it's short a nice list. resume right there. Boy, that is a very nice fine. resume. I Doesn't might add. Doesn't get any better than oh, that. Oh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Go add the gold jacket as well. God. You know. Wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty solid right there for sure. That's good. Very very good.
3: There's no doubt. Yeah, Stetson said that's a great story, and it does remind a lot of people of that rock. Very very different past, though, because Birdie was you know involved at Iowa State quarterback there for solid years so I mean different as far as that goes but still another great deal good story where I I hope I would love to see Brock Purdy go out there and and put on a show and and be the long-term guy just because he's he's fun to root for great guy to root for I just still have those questions to figure out like if he didn't have such an insane roster around him such a good coach like Shanahan what is Brock Purdy that's that's what's undecided not that he can't be that guy I don't you know I I have faith that he could But I still lean towards, I think we're going to get a pretty good reality check coming up tomorrow. Against
2: yeah. the well, Ron, I, I don't mean to, to, to uh, pick on you here, but, I mean, we were saying the same thing about Dak Prescott. And and that's, like, more or less what I'm getting at here. It's just, like, I don't know. I just I have a feeling this Purdy guy could be pretty good. And, like, let's just say, let's just say, this dude wins a Super Bowl. What happens?
0: Well, if he wins a Super Bowl, well, then that's, that's really one hell of a story. But, look, again, Brock Purdy, a little dude with an average arm, guys like that eventually get swallowed up. It'd be one thing right. if he had a big arm.
1: Right, right. Sure, sure, sure. And,
0: again, he he reminds me of Cooper Rush. Sure. When Cooper Rush stepped in for the Cowboys, he had a few – he won four or five games in a row, kept the Cowboys afloat. Good job, Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. But, he, but, again, I watched every single play. Yeah. And I've seen so many balls that he would throw that would get tipped or balls that would get dropped, and he got away with it. Mm. Brock Purdy's done some of those things as well. Yeah. You know, Trevon Diggs dropped dropped the interception. He had a couple balls in the Arizona game that were questionable throws that could have been uh, intercepted that weren't, right? That's sure. the Seattle game, right? Seattle game, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, so I think at some point that's going to come home to Roost, and it, it's, it's going to get them. And, and look, if they beat Philadelphia tomorrow – and then they go and they win the Super Bowl. I'll say, man, I guess I was wrong about that. Sh- I'll shut my mouth about it. Yeah, this. I, I will. I'll will say prove us wrong. that's right. So Get Rob, you can gloat all day long <laughs> and twice on Sundays <laughs> <laughs> if that happens because you'll be you'll be producing moving forward on Saturdays. Let's right? go. So,
1: Let's go.
0: Yeah, I know. I know that gives you more of an incentive to root for San Francisco. But I'm uh, <laughs> no, uh, rolling with the Niners. Yeah, no, know.
2: you know it's actually funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually I'm rooting for the for Philly. I just I don't I don't know. One of my buddies, good Phillies fan. Fly Eagles, fly. That's
0: fly. <laughs> the only time I've root for Philadelphia Eagles in anything is when movie Invincible. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs>
0: That's about it. Yeah. What was That's that Ted Danson
2: movie where he was a kicker for the Phillies? Uh, not the Phillies, excuse me, the, the Eagles. Uh, a
1: kicker for the Eagles? He was like
2: the garbage kicker. Wait, I got to look this up. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, I, dude, I
0: don't know that one.
2: Oh, oh wait no. a second. No, it wasn't. Wait, I'll, I'll look uh, it up. I, I got it.
0: I just, I just know Mark Wahlberg playing Vince Papale in Invincible. That's the only one I know the Eagles. That's been a good probably, what, 10, 15 years
3: since I've seen that. It's been yeah. ages since I've seen that movie. That, that is a good, That's yeah. the only time you'll see me really rooting for the Eagles.
2: You guys yeah. ready for this? You guys ready yeah, for this? I can't wait. Uh, And I do apologize. It was actually Tony Danza, the garbage-picking, field-goal-kicking Philadelphia phenomenon, a comedy-slash-drama in 1998.
0: I'm gonna wow. guess that that was not a big box office hit. I'm just, pretty yeah, sure it went that.
2: straight to the old VHS. I, I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm gonna guess it was not. <laughs> that's one in today's
3: age where it's like like <laughs> ten ten rows down on like a Hulu or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: That's
2: Can be found, found on YouTube. On Sweet.
0: What, what's that? There we go. What's that B movie over there? Oh, okay, let's just see what that is. Oh, oh wow, Tony Danza. Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah. Where, he, who's the boss, Tony Danza? That's where, right. That's it? right. Yeah. He, who's the boss? Yeah. And I, that was a had that teenage crush on his daughter, that's for sure. Kind of weird. Well, you know, I was a teenager then, too, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was all right. At the though, time, right? it was okay, yeah. All right. I mean, I that's was, right. you know, yeah, yeah. Was uh, I, her name escapes me.
3: I can't think of it. I was probably a little before in my time yeah, there, anyways, right? Man. I know.
0: I'll th- say that's another long thing. It'll come of. to you, it'll come to you. Yeah, it will come just like just like that uh, the quarterback that I can't think of his name that the Broncos <laughs> drafted, Paxton Lynch.
1: Oh, oh he was so Paxton bad.
0: Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Remember, he was, he was, he was the first-round pick. Yeah, Terrible. That means that uh, that, that other name going to Tony Dan's daughter is going to come. That name will come to me at some point. There you go. You know, it's right, right like this one off. did. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, Jerry tried to trade up and, get, and draft him. That uh, worked in his favor. Uh, no Alyssa Milano. Uh, that's it. Alyssa Milano. I had to Google it because that was driving me mad. Milano. Yeah, the two, the two that I had like the. The crushes on when I was like a teenager was Alyssa Milano and Tiffany Amortheason. Classic. She was on Saved by the Bell. Saved by, the Bell. Oh, yes. Right. Saved right. by the Bell. Yep. Classic. Yeah, yeah. And, and then from that to uh, uh, 90210. Beverly Hills 90210. Two One O. Right. Yeah, she's yep. on that too. Yeah, yep. for was a brief period. Sure, <laughs> not, a not
1: the whole time. Not the yeah. whole
0: time. Yeah, all right. Well, I did what Chuck Elliott did. I really got sidetracked with him on his stuff. He'd be proud of me right now, you know? I've chatted on my inner Chuck Elliott. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I just did it. Probably not a good thing. (laughs) But but at least for the moment, right? Yeah, for the moment. All right. Uh, Then we'll come back. We've got to wish a belated happy birthday to a Jaguars legend when we come back. We'll go on this day in sports. Again, we're going to discuss free agency. We've got a whole list of unrestricted free agents of the Jags and decisions that that have to be made. And a few guys that if we were asked two months ago, okay, there's our cap savings, cut this guy, this guy, this guy, a couple of these guys or guys I think you may want to stick around and maybe extend them and lower those cap numbers instead. We'll discuss that more from Dick Wings on the north side on 1010XL. Compton
1: and Company
0: on 1010XL. And welcome back to Compton Company coming from Dick Swings on the north side. Glad to have you along with us. I want to thank Matt LeVay for sitting in for a vacation and Chuck Gellin. I mean, I mean, but- Chuck on a permanent band, man. I mean, bring you out a few more times and tell Chuck sorry, you know. He may have got Wally Pipped. You knew Wally Pipp right? No. Uh
1: uh-huh. oh, Rob, you know who Wally
0: Pipp is.
2: Yes I do. Uh See? lost his job as a Yankee yeah. to yeah, some, guy was, some guy named Lou
0: Gehrig. Some got him, yeah.
3: I mean that, that reminds me of like Brady stepping in when he first started,
0: right? Yep. That <laughs> yeah, that was different. That that means I mean Drew Bledsoe got hit in the head, so he got knocked out of the game and, sure. and Brady came in. Some people forget that actually, uh, blesso got his job back afterwards, and then got replaced to get my Brady. So in all within that same season, then Wally Pip played first base for the Yankees. Some rookie Lou Gehrig's on the bench, and Wally Pip like had a headache one day, or a hangnail, or something. to coach, out. hey Skip, I can't play today, and never seen first base again. That's how it is sometimes,
1: That's right? How it That's
3: the <laughs> Man up, step so,
1: up.
0: So Chuck might get Wally Pip. You never know, Matt.
3: Chuck. Chuck is, uh, yeah. He 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 just might, and uh, I, I'm honestly a little jealous of him though, getting to go see. Uh, he's at a race this weekend, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Gosh, that's yeah. got to be good. He
0: That'd he loves it. He, what the thing about Chuck is he doesn't really go to like CaliDega or Daytona. He likes to go to little small dirt tracks. I'm like, really? Yeah. He just gets
3: up this and goes. Makes him happy. This yeah. Makes
0: him happy. There you know. You go. Whatever works. You know. To each their own. Yeah. Uh, never been married. No kids. Just does his thing. Smart man. I always joke with him. Man, I said, you're like the, you know, you, you tell me a little busier all the time, but doing what, Chuck? What are you doing? I mean, I used to joke with him. He, he uh, His favorite show of all time, the Gilmore Girls. Oh, He'd my watch God. the Gilmore <laughs> Girls. and, <Pet. laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Hey, I said, Chuck, I said, what are you, you taking a week off to watch the Gilmore Girls and Pet your cat? Is that what you're doing? Ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Chuck. That's I'm telling awesome. you, man. That's awesome. He, that's what he does, guys. I'm just saying. All right, so, uh, uh, pull a question out there. You, you, we can't get Twitter to work, but you can text us or call us. If you had to start a franchise tomorrow, Burrow or Mahomes, who would you take? Uh, and I'm in that Burrow camp, man. I'll I tell you, I am. And, I, and I, look, I love, look, as far as appointment watching television, it's Mahomes. I mean, I would, I would, like, sign up if you told me that, Instead of having the max five or six primetime games, let Mahomes play Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night every week. The Chiefs, because I want to watch him play. I want to watch him play, man. Yes. He's so much fun to you watch. must musty TV. Yeah, he—he he was Barry Sanders, Michael Vick. It was like the, the, you know Michael Jordan, uh, you know uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, worth the price of admission alone. He just so much fun to watch. Uh, but Burrow just look, he's. Beat him head to head three times in a row. And the dude is, he's as as far as Burrow is Brady-esque. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. He's going to win eight Super Bowls. I'm not saying any of that. But he's Brady-esque with mobility. I mean, mean, his release, his pre-snap, post-snap, reads, the way he goes towards progression. He's so smooth in the pocket. You know, moves laterally very well. You know, he steps up when he should, He and he, he's dealing with a porous offensive line. It was terrible last year. They gonna retool it this year. They lose three or four guys due to injury. He's getting beaten up, and he just keeps coming, man. He just keeps coming. So, tomorrow's game is going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the first game, the NFC game, bleep that game, okay? Like oh, like I mean, I'm going to watch it, but I hate them both. Sure. See, the second game, I like both teams. and I'm going to – I mean, I'll pull for both offense to go up and down the field. That first game, I'm like, really? I hate you both. That's the thing. I you hate know? you both, man. I mean,
3: gosh. I'll tell you what, though. These well, are – they beat each other up. These are two you – do know, pull
0: for San Francisco.
3: That's true. Well, you, you will, you will. You hate the Eagles, of course, being a Dallas guy. But, oh, my gosh. Both of these matchups are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, just that uh, first yeah. game, as much as you hate them – so much
0: talent. Oh, I agree. On both of those I losses. agree. For sure. There's so much talent, but, and there's so many and, interesting storylines. And that, uh, think about the – okay, and I'll say this, and I'll go to the – as far as people get paid. But, but uh, that, when you look at the all the talent on the Eagles offense right now, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts starts there, Dallas Goddard, uh, Devontae Smith, obviously A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, guys all over the place. The defense is tremendous. Yes. Yeah. But that coach that's here in Jacksonville took a bunch of blue-collar, lunch, lunch pill toting guys. He didn't have a thousand-yard receiver, didn't have a thousand-yard rusher. He had an eighty-eight million-dollar quarterback the Jaguars gave him, Nick Foles, and he beat the goat of coaches and the goat of quarterbacks to win the damn Super Bowl. And that's what we have here, Dougie P. Uh, man. I mean, my goodness, that's, I mean, that's what Doug think of. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl against the the best coach quarterback duo in NFL history. Quite
2: possibly the the best dynasty of all time.
0: Yes, and he did it with a bunch of guys. Yeah, Zach Ertz was his was his, his number one weapon mm-hmm. on offense. And they had a really Jeffers. good defense. Yep. Really good, really good defense. But yeah, they had Alshon Jeffrey, but he was at that point. He was in the twilight of his career. Sure, sure, it was sure. he wasn't that dog. No, anymore. I'm literally
2: right. just saying like they had yeah. almost yeah, they nobody.
1: That was yeah.
0: crazy. Yeah, yeah it and, was really crazy. I think Laguard Blunt was a. I think was a running back. I think he was a, their,
3: their lead back because he got his vengeance on the Patriots, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> at yeah. I smoked Blunt. Yeah. mean <laughs> No, it was unbelievable. When you look back on it, I mean, yeah. the, the Nick Foles part in and of itself, we all know right. that I just. I mean, it's incredible to win a Super Bowl and go on that type of run with that guy. But yet alone, I mean, when you look at the roster as a whole, it's not like they had the roster that
0: Philly has now. That's that's my point. I mean, Philly's roster now is so much better than that one. It's not even close. Think about this offseason quarterbacks that are going to get paid. right? Burrow, right? Herbert. Hurts. What happens with Lamar Jackson? Josh Allen. I mean... Josh Allen, no Josh Allen. Mm. Think, no, Josh Allen got Josh, his. Josh just got paid. He just got his. Off-season. Yeah, he just yep. got his. Yep. He just got. Oh, him.
2: that's right. Yeah. yeah he just got his.
0: Right. Uh, but uh, the quarterbacks are about to get paid. Oof. It's going to be uh, a lot of money spent well, a, lot of a lot There's of no coinage. There's no doubt about yeah. that, man. Open up the checkbooks this offseason. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so on the Jaguar free eight. All right. Who would, you, who would you bring back? Who would you let walk, right? Because, look, they're projected right now. This is this is uh, without uh, the contract uh, of Calvin Ridley. I know he's still in his rookie deal the last year of that, but I think 10 or $11 million, I believe. Yeah. Right? But uh, they're projected like $15 million over the cap right now. And you have to, again, factor in the Ridley contract, right? You've got to look at, okay, uh, what do we do with Jawan Taylor? We've got Evan Ingram, right? Uh, you know, what do we do here? you
3: got to cut your loss. Somewhere.
0: Right? you got to. Um, so something they haven't really done, they haven't gone and, and played that game in a long time of, of taking money now and, and turning that into signing bonus, roster bonuses, so they could spread that money out for the next handful of years. They haven't played that game. The good thing is, and I like what Trent Bucky said, it's more about cash than it is cap. They've got an owner that's got mega dollars. So whereas Wayne Weaver wasn't that owner that stroked that forty million dollar check up front, he 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 didn't hate. He wasn't that guy. Yeah. Shaq Conn is that guy. He's
3: that guy. He's and like he's
0: that. willing to you know, write big checks when he has to, right? I mean, right, hell, right now, I mean, he's he's probably still paying William Peterson. Meyer, I mean, how many head coaches do you think he's still on the payroll right now? Gosh, right? I mean, that he still have he's you know, stroking money too. So he he doesn't he doesn't mind spending the money, right? Um, and he finally has a structure in place here, and uh, for this city, and, and he, it's man, this thing is set up for a long time. I mean, they're going to run that darn division, I think, for the next eight to ten years. Absolutely, you know? look at Absolutely. The hiccups here or there. I mean, look, things can happen. You don't know, but. Just if you were to guess, you'd say, "Man, well, this is sustainable and it's going to stay around for a long time." But you look at some of the free agents. Evan Ingram, obviously, we talked about that. He'll he'll be here, whether it's via slapping a tag on him or or locking him up with a you know long term deal. Marvin Jones,
3: he's probably gone. Thanks for the memories. Mar- yeah, Marvin Jones, the 33 is gone.
0: years old. You know he he he's, he gone. Uh, Dwayne Smoot was playing very good football at the time he was injured, 28, 29 years old, I think. But uh, Arden Key, um, another unrestricted free agent. You know, he's only 27. It seems like Arden Key's been around 100 years.
3: It does. You know? He's one of those guys. He's one of
0: those guys. He's been around forever. I I guess because he was an LSU guy, right? I think he was was a stud as like a – a freshman or a sophomore at LSU, maybe, and we're big SEC guys, and maybe yeah. that's why it seems like he's been around for a long time. That's because probably we remember it. him from then. Yeah. So what's the linebackers now, the, the LSU linebacker now, oh, Perkins?
3: Josh Harold, Harold Perkins.
0: Harold Perkins, oh, my God. That
3: guy's. Uh, I mean, I'd take him on the Jags right now. Can you start tomorrow? Hey, can, my we, goodness. can we do
0: the Larry Bird rule? back in the NBA, a lot of people forget that he was drafted one year and didn't play until the next year. They drafted his rights while he was still in college. Can we do that for Harold Perkins? I mean, that would be unbelievable. That guy's a playmaker. The 24th pick in the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars, select Harold Perkins, flying backer, eligible (laughs) to play in 2025, Perkins.
2: Perfect. Yeah, he did go to LSU, by the way, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's incredible. Arden Key did, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Is that right? Okay, yeah. Um, So then, you know, Arden Key, I mean – I think you probably keep one of these guys. Sure. And um, if you can get them on a an on affordable type of a deal, right?
2: I'd say um, if we could franchise tag Ingram and, and and work on an extension with him and then Arden Key, I think that's like one and two in my book. I, I think those are like must-haves for us.
0: Well, year. how about Jawan Taylor? I mean, Jawan yeah, Taylor Walker Little was, looked pretty good. Well, he, he does look pretty good, but uh, you need more than two tackles, man. Agreed. And you know what? Well, and, we can and go to the Juwan, draft and
2: not spend the money.
0: And Jawan Taylor, though, was arguably – outside of that rookie, Fortner, was the the, he had the best season of any Jaguars offensive lineman. Yeah. He had a very good year. So that's a guy that I don't want to keep around. If I could. Now, this again, this is a time where you're going to have to move some money around. Right. Play, play that shell game some. You know? Um, so then, And the other guys on the list, right? I mean, look, Dewey, Andrew Wingard. I mean, look, uh, can you keep him around at, a, at an affordable number? Uh, yeah, maybe, but look, he he flashed, and you know what? There might be an Al Davis owner out there that gives a guy a ton of money, you know, uh, based on a, you know a few good games, right? It'd yeah. be great to keep him around, but I mean, he's a guy that if,
3: you're, you know, not you're not gonna open up you know, the No, you're for not. Dewey, no, 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 no
0: you're, we you're love him not. too. We love him, yeah. Jack. But yeah, look, Dan Arnold, Chris Manhertz, probably not. Yeah, he you can, know, you go. uh, Adam Gotsis, right? Uh, you know, but so, so really, the the big names it's 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 Ingram. You have to keep him, and then you have to, a decision to make. You know, smooth or key. Uh, Shaquille Griffin's you
2: know, gone. We know that. Shaq's oh, definitely yeah, definitely gone. Def-
0: but what what's funny though is when you look at guys that uh, you thought for sure would be gone, right? Um, mm-hmm. You would have thought Rui Roberts and Harris. Yeah. Six Weekski, yeah, he he gone. He's gone.
2: Then he started you know, balling out the end of the he, season. Yeah, he is, yeah, right? One of the most
0: important pieces like, on that defense. Yeah, down no joke. I mean, Rayshon Jenkins, you're thinking, that, he gone, right? That's, that's what the thought process was two months ago. That, that was the guys you were going to get rid of, along with Shaq Griffin, to free up you know the cap, and give you the cap room. But now those guys have played so well the back end of the season, been integral parts of this defense that stepped up the last six weeks, so, whoa, you know, instead of cutting them, let's extend them, move some money around, lower the cap numbers. Yeah. You know, that's that's what they're going to have to do instead, I think. Absolutely. Uh, they, again, they played big roles um, on the back half of this season that obviously key this huge, huge run.
3: They wouldn't be in that position without some of those plays that both of those guys made, yeah. and especially Ray Yeah, I mean, yeah, going to say. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Like the Cowboys game, obviously the pick six to steal the deal, and yeah. then the strip. I mean, in the yep. Tennessee game, to get Josh Allen the ball yeah, to run that yeah, in. Yep. I mean, Rayshon Jenkins made so many pivotal plays, and Robertson Harris too wreaked havoc on the line a lot.
0: So, although I will say this, I when I went and watched the replay, uh, the all, you had the all mm-hmm. twenty-two. I wanted <laughs> guys. I need to look, I need man. To. I, I I got that for show purposes, but uh, but man, it's so good. I mean, and I got I got NFL. They had a special running. I got about 13 bucks a year. That's not bad. So now you get all the games, different different stuff. It's the condensed version. You can watch the Spanish version, which is really funny to watch that. Uh, they get, they're get excitable. Uh, and then, of course, they had the condensed version as well. And watching that, man, there was one play in that Kansas City game where uh, they played a zone. And then Travis, either, I think it was Kelsey. Uh, it was one of the tight ends. I think it was Kelsey. Towards the end of the game where just went right down the field and, and Rayshon Jenkins, they're running the zone. He just kind of left him. He just kind of there was I know yeah, what there you're was a, a go route, <clears throat> and it was like he just peeled off yeah. and he goes and helps the corner. Yep. When but he just left Kelsey like wide ass open, yeah. twenty yards down the field, thinking that's not the Terrifying. right thing to do. No, yeah. That ain't it. You that gotta, ain't it, Rayshon. You got to stick on Kelsey oh, right? whoever yeah. it was. Yeah, you got to stick to that. Oh I no, mean, doubt. It, yeah, I, boy, oh boy. I, I just uh, that game is. It's so funny, as frustrated as as I am with the Cowboys, I sort of expected that, right? It's sad. I've conditioned myself as a Cowboys fan that that's going to happen. It just is. Uh, With the Jaguars, it's a different feel. It's like, you know what? Yeah, the the trajectory had me feeling good about that, but I'm almost more frustrated with the Jaguars' loss than the Cowboys' loss because of the situation, all of a sudden Mahomes is out. You got a career backup in. Now, now Mahomes is back in. He's hobbled. Get he all these uh, opportunities to make plays, and I really believe had they gone down when they were down ten to seven, the defense forced that field goal, and they're driving down the field with the tripping penalty. That you know, then obviously the, the sack, which forced that punt. Had they gone down there and punched that ball in. I think they win that football game. It's I think the momentum game. is completely flipped. Now all of a sudden Kansas, he's like, whoa, wow, the Jags are up, our quarterback's hurt, what do we do now? All the pressure instantly goes yeah. to them. And I don't know about you guys, I sort of felt better about the Jaguars' chances when Mahomes came back into the game. Because Chad Henney, for all he's, he hasn't been, what he has been, again, king of the checkdown. Taking advantage of mistakes and things like that, and the Jaguars again bringing the blitz after blitz after blitz, he would just hit hit the empty, the void where, where the rush was coming from, right? That's what he did, and and Mahomes isn't that guy. He's gonna take he's gonna take chances, and when he came back in on one leg, I'm thinking, man, here's a chance here. They can get back get back after him, and and you can see he wasn't the same Patrick Mahomes. No, um, but man, there's no a chance. All right, we'll break here. We'll come back. And uh, we're going to wish you happy bir- a belated happy birthday to a Jaguars legend next and discuss him and maybe his Hall of Fame uh, credentials. And is he worthy? Hell yeah, he is. And obviously, I'm- we're talking Fred Taylor. We'll talk about that more after this. And Dick Swings, the North side on 1010XL. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. Man, what a rapidly moving show this has been. A lot of fun, Matt. I appreciate you. You roll it out? Can't believe it's been two hours already, I'm, I'm man. Right. It goes quick, it doesn't does. it? It does. Yep, it does, man. So I want to thank uh fine folks here at Dick Swing, till the north for hosting us as they do each and every now Saturday. was Wednesday. We went from well, because the gator basketball was like, Well, Monday, Tuesday, one day Wednesday, one day Thursday. How can we get this have consistency here? Well, and you should let you know this this Saturday gig is only gonna go through like the end of May, because then I'll start coaching baseball in June, travel ball, so uh so then, I guess we'll be back. I'll be back with you, back I'm to assuming. The, probably back in right? those days again, right? Let's yeah. have some
2: fun. Let's have some fun so, while we got it.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. So, a few minutes ago, uh, Rob, is it Machio slash Ralph's younger brother? Let's go. <laughs> I mean, Let's go. Do, you, do you know karate too?
2: Oh, my. Karate. You have no idea. Growing up, man, I was referred to <laughs> as Ralph Machio everywhere I went. It was probably got
0: that all the
1: time.
2: <laughs> all uh, the time.
1: No doubt.
0: Oh, yeah. No doubt. I'll take what's, it. I'll what's take funny, it. When, when I was a kid, you know, people called me. They thought, I look like Ralph Macho, you know, dark hair, whatever, <laughs> you know, yep. a little whatever. And I used to get there, you know, Ralph Macho. I was Ralph Macho. So, no, not Ralph Macho. Ron Compton, sorry. <laughs> or the top, I'm Ronnie. I'm not Ralph. I'm Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. y'all, leave me Hi. alone. I'm 15 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm not Ralph. You got to get it right. Exactly. Get my name right. Put the respect on my name. But uh, but no so uh, anyway so Rob great job man we'll be uh Thank you, here man. on a regular basis let's go on Saturdays We me drag Matt out at a time or two as Chuck takes vacations to her there in fact you may have to sit in for me on a Saturday I, I'd be all for
3: it I've let's got a Taylor
0: out. Swift concert to go to end of April me and my daughter I'm a little jealous yes. about that actually yeah. man Taylor Taylor I hear she puts on a good show I can't wait I mean my my seventeen year old daughter she's turned me into a Swiftie wow. Yeah, Damn. you have like a go-to Taylor some song.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is there one that just really resonates ah. with you?
0: Boy, man, that's oof, that's tough. There's so many good ones. Yeah, I mean, so many. Um, wow, I didn't think about that, but I just always joke with my my uh, daughter that, that Taylor's my next ex-girlfriend. <laughs>
3: <laughs> She'll write a song about you. Yes, she you
0: will. She'll write a song yes, about yes, she you. Will that's right. <laughs> Damn sure we'll do that. But uh, I can't wait. It's end of April. We've got like. Club seats. I mean, we Ooh. went all out, man. So it's going to. That's
3: going to be a good time.
0: That'll be a good yeah, time for yeah. sure. I mean, the it, place it, will
3: be packed, too. Every seat in that yeah. place is going
0: to be full. No it's it's at the Mercedes Benz, too, is where it is. Ooh. Yeah. Good little road trip there That would be a nice little are road trip. Are you flying trip.
3: or are you driving? No, we're
0: driving. We take. Uh, dude, we, she and I. It's funny. Me and my boys are all about sports. Me and my daughter. It's all about concerts. We went down. Uh, we, we went into. We, on last minute, on a whim, went to Nashville. A few months back, went to the Lord concert. Mm. Uh, we went uh, to Panic at the Disco uh, down in Miami on Sunrise about two months ago. By the way, they just—he just announced he's—he's this—he's done. He's having a kid. And really? he's done. Yeah. Panic at the Disco. Is I can honestly up.
3: probably tell you just one of their songs, like a yeah. song that would always be on repeat. Yeah. But I mean, I, obviously, they're—they're well-known band.
0: No, Panic is is really good. I didn't know a lot about them, but when I, but you know, you know that it's good music. When you go, when you listen, and you don't know any of it, but it's but you like it. Sure, you know it's not stuff. It's ingrained in your head that you always hear over and over and over again. So yeah, they both. Lord is the Royals. She does a song Royal. That's right. That's the only song that I know of her. That's all I can tell you too. And then we, and then I get there's like man, she's really really good. Same thing with uh, you know, uh, Panic of the Discos. Outstanding. Yeah. All right, so as we close it out, tomorrow's games, right? Uh, first uh, tonight, Gator basketball. Um, a big one against Kansas State. Huge matchup. Obviously, Count a. Johnson uh, reunite as his foe. Uh, I think they're in Manhattan, right? Or the yeah, of, they're in at Kansas State. Kansas State is yep. a Big 12 SEC challenge type thing. Uh, look, I don't have high expectations at all for the Gators. These next four games, Kansas State, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Alabama. Whew. That's what made that game – at Texas A&M, that loss crushing because that was really one that you needed to find a way to to get that. One, Absolutely right, and and they did. Uh, and then so you know what? But look, it's at least the future looks a little brighter than it did say six weeks ago. Yeah, they look. They made they great. made a huge step from
3: where they were a few yep. weeks ago. You'd have told me like, oh my gosh, they might only win a few War, games in yeah. the SEC. They've you know, already
0: surpassed. Yeah, that. you know they can't shoot well, but but their ball movement seems to be a lot better absolutely the, 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 you know the flow of the offense is not as stagnant as it was under Mike White and that's what I'm known
3: for yeah. too, right is
0: that ball movement yeah. passing it around quick shots absolutely yeah. Yeah. So as we get out of here so tomorrow a couple big football games right it's it's, it's absolutely appointment watching television um the, the early game obviously Eagles play host to San Francisco um I think the Eagles are going to are going to win, uh, but I'm pulling for San Francisco again. I don't like either one of them. Uh, and the second game, who knows? It's a, to me, it's a flip of the coin, man. I mean, you've got obviously, you know. Um, I mean, look, Rose Mahomes. Who, who, who do you got?
3: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think all the talk leading up to it, everyone's rolling with the Bengals. Rightfully so. Yep. But I think too many people are yep. sleeping on the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs in that game. Yeah,
0: no, I'm going to take the Bengals. Who, who do you have, uh, Mr. Marchio?
2: I'm going Bengals on that one as well, my friend.
0: And the only game, who do you
2: have? Uh, I am looking at Eagles. I'm going Eagles, Bengals, Eagles, take it all.
3: The Purdy run comes to an end. The Eagles are going to win tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and I got, I say Eagles, Bengals, and the Bengals win it all. Uh, Joe Burrow brings the uh, the Brown family their first ever Super Bowl. All right, the music's playing. I can hear it. I want to again thanks to Matt, Matt Levay for sitting there for Chuck Elliott, Rob Machu. We'll talk to you next Saturday for the fine folks at Dick Swings Run Compton. See ya!